welcome to season four, episode one of the Soul Brew Podcast. This is Stephen. This is Aiden. This episode is called How's Your Soul? How's Your Soul? We're having a, I'm folding my arms as we speak. We're having a confrontation. I wanted to call the episode Big Summer Blowout because I wanted Stephen to do the, the Yoo-hoo! Big Summer Blowout! <laughs> Where we decided that we would call the episode How's Your Soul? Yes, because we're on season four now and we need to get serious. Yeah. No crack. In no this crack. Episode. Yeah. If you want crack, turn off this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Forget about us. <laughs> God. We should um, comprise some questions for how your soul is that we could ask guests like at the end mm-hmm. of an episode. For now, let's talk about something very serious. Very serious. What coffee are we drinking today, Aiden? We had this roaster on the podcast before. Go for it. His name is Daniel Horbert. And he is a world cupping champion. Um, I actually forgot that we had him on, but we've got more coffee off him. He sent us out two incredible coffees. Um, he sent us out a coffee from Colombia, which is a thermal shock coffee. Now, what is the thermal shock coffee? Do they heat it up and then scare it? Essentially, they play around with temperatures, yes, <laughs> of the water. <laughs> Uh, from what I can gather, so it's a it's an experimental process, which means the coffee is exposed to different temperatures of water, um, from hot to cold, to release some of the complexities in the coffee. So we're drinking a Colombian one. I think it originated there. Um, so if you go on his website, so we have it here. Um, it is the El Parisio from Colombia. Uh, the copy notes of it are cinnamon bun, which actually is quite cinnamony. Mm-hmm. Cinnamony, chamomile, apple pie, honey, leash, and super sweet. The second coffee that Horbert sent to us was an Ethiopian, which is a natural anaerobic process. Very fast. Very fast. <laughs> <laughs> or without oxygen. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah. Um, which I would have preferred to have drank first, but Stephen's partial to a little south american i'm partial to a little african uh coffee um the copy notes on the ethiopian are peached iced tea tropical fruits like papaya and melon lemon acidity floral notes we picked the wrong coffee no, that sounds we just like have to make I'd another have with my granola <laughs> <laughs> um so that's the coffee so yeah Check out Daniel Horbett. The roastery is called Sumo Coffee Roasters. He is super, super high-end um, coffees. You're talking like you're talking in the 90s on the grade. So coffee's graded on a scale of 1 to 100. Anything 80 plus is specialty coffee. But you could like 81 is still considered specialty coffee. But Daniel kind of deals with things that are like 89, 90, 91. So like really special coffees. So they're they're your coffee that you bring out when you want to impress your friend. And I am impressed. Good. Thank you. Now, Aiden. Yes. You're drinking your lovely coffee wearing a lovely blue t-shirt with a brand Mm. of Cold Tober on it. Tell us a little bit more. If you follow us on social media, 
you will have been lambasted over the past couple of weeks. Whoa! Thank you. What a word! I love it. Lambasted. Yeah. I hope I'm using it in the right context. That's one of those <laughs> words that roll off your tongue. And it sounds like it feels like fluffy and squidgy. Lambasted. <laughs> Anywho. Oh God, I hope I'm using the right word now. <laughs> You'll have seen it a lot that we are ambassadors for Coldtober. And that is a charity for mental health called Helplink Mental Health. Yes. Which is essentially a free counseling charity or a very low cost counseling charity. Um one that obviously if you've been listening to the podcast for a while that we're major advocates of mental health and looking after your mental health. This charity doesn't just stop at individual counselling, they also do young people counselling, they do couples counselling, do marriage counselling. Um and so we really want to get behind them. The chat the cold October challenge is a dip a day or a cold shower a day for every day in October. We have a team on our podcast so or uh, on our sorry on our socials uh, the Soul Brew podcast. So you could join there, you could register at any time. Or you could just donate to the charity direct di- directly. And I think it's a great way to... A lot of people say, oh, they'd love to start cold water dipping or getting into the ocean more. And no better way than doing it with loads of others in the country that are doing it at the same time. And mm-hmm. doing it for a great cause. So yeah, check out socials um, or check out Helplink Mental Health on your socials. And you'll get all the links to sign up to Coldtober there. And in our description, we'll put all the links to sign up and to register on their website. Great work. And uh, we are delighted to have been asked to be ambassadors. And as we dip quite often, um, it's good that we can do it for a good cause. Yeah, absolutely. So I will be dipping most days in around Dolphane Chrysler. So if you're listening to this uh, in the first couple of weeks it's released... Give me a shout um, if you're up for a dip, but you will unlikely be able to dip with Aiden unless you are in where? <laughs> oh, that's my belly. <laughs> Vienna. Who's she? <laughs> that was a bad joke, is it? Sie kommt aus Österreich. Oh. Yeah, she comes from Austria. Vienna. Tell yes. us more about that. Well, uh, as you know from the previous podcast that i had started kibben coffee this year and kibben is in a little place that's in the middle of nowhere in Donegal. ricky galler is going to hit when he hears that again sorry ricky it was <laughs> sorry true. ricky but it's true Arsenal. and it's just not going to do this winter but i've had an incredible summer of it and i had lived and worked in vienna before in a coffee roastery um and just a very serendipitous series of events happened where a customer of mine happened to come across the right building at the right time at the right price and decided to open up a coffee shop. They are looking for <laughs> they're looking for a head barista um, to open it and run it and seeing that I know the city and that I like the city um, and the cabin is just going to be a little bit too quiet for me this winter. I am doing like a short term immigration to Vienna to open up this cafe, get it up, get it running, get the systems in place and go in with an open mind. 
see how it goes the plan is to be back in march time again to open up kevin 2.0 nice but hey look the world's a crazy place at the moment so we'll see how it goes but yeah i will be if anyone is listening to this and is in vienna because we do have a couple of um mm-hmm. listeners from vienna i will be dipping in the alta danube which is the old danube um, an old and a new one? yeah because the new one still flows right through the city and it's quite dangerous but there's like a offset i don't know how what you call that but you would have done it in geography where like the river gets cut off from oh, a bend yeah. and there's no flowing water there so it's still safe it's just still water so it's, it's like kind a, of still water but it flow like there's still water in and water out but it doesn't flow as fast as the main river oh. yeah so i'll be dipping in vienna so anyone that wants to dip with me can connect with me there now it probably will be a bit colder than mm. than ireland but uh i don't know what it's be? all about yeah the we'll river do, will be uh, we'll have to do tests we'll have to do tests see mm. who's hardier <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah so that's cool tober look um keep an eye on our socials we will try and do some bigger group ones if we can um mm-hmm. or if you need any motivation or anything like that there you're very welcome to drop us a message uh what's getting used to cold water and if you're listening to this after october 2022 you missed out <laughs> sorry to tell you so we shall start discussing we perhaps shall, not. <laughs> um if you are listening to this after october 22 2022 we probably still are dipping and we still would encourage people to cold dip regardless mm-hmm. for your own mental health if anything yes what do you find about cold dipping that helps your mental health good question i think especially when you do it in the morning very little can stress you out during the rest of the day i feel like you're just like nah, it's grand probably the physically the hardest thing you're going to do that day and mentally harder yeah uh, like physically going for a long run would be harder than five minutes in the sea but mentally for me and i I enjoy a bit of running or whatever, so I'll do that. Yeah. But mentally getting out of a warm car at half seven, eight o'clock in the morning, <laughs> out to the wind and the conditions that are often blowing a gale in Donegal, I find that tough. But then when you do it, you always feel better. You just feel like nothing's going to challenge you more that day. Mm-hmm. So when you go back to your office or to work or to your house or whatever just feels calmer so the madness and actually i think more so when there's big waves and it's really uh sort of not too rough that it's dangerous but rough enough that it kind of i know hannah sheridan's listening so <laughs> <laughs> yeah we don't go to as too rough no no, no, no. just a yeah. nice amount yeah. of roughness bit of uh, adrenaline junkies here yes. so yeah once you get that adrenaline going and that buzz my god yeah it's great fun couldn't beat it could you no it's good I, I, I don't know what it is about it that i like that you really have to, uh, that thing of you really have to control your mind and your body you have to not panic you have to relax otherwise you'll not stick it you have to keep breathing so it really pulls you into the moment and the present mm-hmm. it's wild hard to think about 
what you're going to be doing later on that day it's wild hard to think about what you did yesterday because you're so trying not to die sometimes <laughs> you know <laughs> and that's the sense yet and so true, it just yeah. makes me really present um and also we kind of dip in pairs or a couple of us together so there's that sense of camaraderie and sense that you're there for each other and push each other on a little bit um but there is science behind it as well um that we had looked into before um when you hit water i think it's below 13 degrees celsius your brain starts to produce neuroepinephrine which is the feel good which is a feel good hormone um and that is why cold water dipping scientifically works Mm -hmm. but like you obviously you don't have to do it just for the science but (laughs) you know i do love science you do love science um, so it actually does make you feel better um, and we're not just saying it that it makes you feel better uh-huh. um, and yeah just again just sets you up for the day totally isn't it yeah yeah I think um, like <clears throat> your point about doing it with friends as well like I find during the summer doing it my own really relaxing but I don't know if I can do it my own during the winter yeah you drive down and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> nah. It's always good if you have a friend that can sing in the water as well, like a bit of an Elton John belt or something. Oh Jesus, yeah, a bit of your song. Would you give us a bit of it there? <laughs> <laughs> nah, you just splash water in the face then, all So yeah, that's us rambling on about cold water. Um, it's also good for the soul, which brings us to the title of today's episode. Yes. Aiden, can you hear the dogs barking? Because <laughs> if you're going to ask that question, it's not going to be good. Aiden, how's your soul? Um, Good. I think my soul is in a really, really good place. I was actually thinking, this just happened yesterday. Um, So I've been running Kibben all summer. And it's been manic. It's been six, seven days a week. But I knew that and I was signing up for that. And I enjoyed absolutely every minute of it and yesterday morning no monday morning so we're recording this on a wednesday folks this is irrelevant but monday morning was my first monday morning off in quite a while and i pulled out my journal and it's the first time i've journaled in i'd say maybe two and a half months i haven't journaled in two and a half months and i pulled out the journal and was like waiting for something to come up that I needed to write about and there was nothing there was nothing prominently in my head that I was like I need a journal about this so I was sat and I sat ages waiting on something to come come up and nothing really had come up so I journaled about gratitude Brilliant. and about my summer and how everything had gone so well for me my friends and all that good stuff that you should be grateful for um so that kind of let me know just how good my soul was there was nothing stirring in it that i needed to write about immediately now the last series for anyone that did listen in had just started kibben but mm-hmm. prior to that you were spending a lot of time trying to figure out your shit shall we say yeah and spent a lot of that time journaling and sitting at the desk we're sitting on here in your kitchen trying to figure it all out 
what has changed from that in six months ago roughly to yeah. this in now commit to doing the work which is what I was doing back then and I knew that I was doing so I was looking after myself and doing the things that I knew I needed to do to try and get out of that place um, and so when we're, we're speaking about counselling or whatever I've been in counselling nearly a year now I would say and I committed to that throughout that point in my life committed to the journey and kept doing the work I think and that's what got me out of that sort of um, needing to journal every day because there was a lot going on in my life at that particular point um, and then I had started Kibben around Easter time and I made two commitments to myself then and that was Kibben was going to be number one commitment and number two commitment was going to be the gym and the gym I, I posted about this on social media the gym was a very tactical number two because the gym meant that I would have to have my eating on point and my sleeping on point if I wanted to do that and so that structured everything else otherwise if I hadn't picked that I felt like I probably would have been eating croissants on the daily and eating rubbish and I think I would have went downhill in terms of my mood and energy would have went downhill because I would have been eating crap and not sleeping well so there was the two things that I committed to and committing to Kibben meant that that would the the scaffolds around Kibben would be socializing my friends would be there my family would be there there would be support in place there would be connection with people there so it wasn't just I knew the the offsets that Kibben would create for me which was good and then the second priority then was looking after myself physically which meant that I would sleep better and when you sleep better and you're in a better mood then you eat better and that all just snowballed uphill for a change <laughs> or downhill whichever way it snowballed so, in, a, in a great way yeah. um, and so like working six and seven days a week is a lot but I managed to get through about three months of that without burnout and I think I managed that because I put the structures in place the commitment to doing the work of Kibben, the commitment of doing the work with myself and the commitment of going to the gym do you think so if we rewind back to six months when you might have been at the height of your struggles if you say mm -hmm. right do you think maybe if you had went straight from really struggling into three months of full-time full-blooded work would you have coped or do you think it was that you had committed to the work pre-Kibben that helps I think look I think that like maybe throwing yourself into something is good if it, it, it keeps you distracted but distraction is not good if it's not still getting dealt with because once you stop that it's going to creep back in again so the work of Kibben definitely was distracting but I was still not neglecting the work that needed to be done on the side so I could have buried my head into just Kibben and Kibben only and not been doing my counseling sessions and not doing my journaling up until that point and not doing those things that I that I was doing and I think if I had to stop Kibben 
now I think those issues would have come crawling back you know there's no doubt in my mind that they would have yeah Monday would have whereas been Monday would have been very different you know um so I suppose if you're trying to ask the question you know someone is at the height of their struggles and they come up with an opportunity should they throw themselves into it I think yes it's great because it gives you a little bit of meaning it gives you a little bit of load that you can lift up onto your shoulders and try and trudgingly move it uphill but I think you shouldn't be neglecting maybe the ball and chain that's on your foot as well you know keep chipping away at that at the same time and so that you can eventually let that go and you can focus on the thing that you're focusing on then Mm -hmm. does that make sense yeah it does I I almost feel like if that opportunity hadn't arose you'd have been spending nearly too much time trying to figure out your Mm. own shit that yeah so like when you're off completely off work and you might be struggling with something it's actually bad that you have so much time yeah you have too much time to think on it yeah obviously then it's different if you're burnt out then yeah you might need that time but maybe in your scenario specifically yeah the opportunity came at the right time definitely yeah i guess what you're what i think you're saying is like had i not had kibben what i've became engulfed by those things and stayed in that and not you need something maybe to like run away from and something to run towards maybe or something to pull you out mm-hmm. um and so if you didn't have something to run towards or a goal to move towards or a project to work on then you're kind of stuck essentially so kibben was the thing that kind of pulled me forward um but I was still like working on what was pulling me back. You know, I didn't just completely forget about that. I worked on it so that whenever things would end in Kibben or whatever, mm-hmm. that there was nothing else holding on to me. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. It's good. I think. Isn't it? it just is, I suppose. So one sentence answer. How is your soul? You tell me after listening to that. Me? You yeah. sound like your soul's in a good place. I would attribute a lot of it to Kibben in the sense that Kibben was the rainbow in my cloud this year. And a lot of good things came from that. And a lot of good people. And. I was sitting there days and I could hear people laughing and could hear people talking about the coffee, talking about the sausage rolls. There was days that people were crying there. Um, There was days that people hadn't seen each other in years that bumped into each other there. And there was days that I needed a lot of support and a lot of friends and I needed a lot of family and I needed yourself included when I was running out of milk or needed cover to do to try get a day off or whatever Mm -hmm. and so it just was Kevin was like the biggest load that I could lift and it was beyond me like it didn't stop at me you know it was a lot of things for a lot of people and that's what made it so meaningful for me and that is essentially what soothed my soul was that I found a great meaning in the work that I did this summer answer 
Oh, that's enough about me. <laughs> sweat is running off me. <laughs> I'm actually not a big sweater. Um, Stephen, you were finishing up a lot of college work at the last the end of that season. I'm glad I you brought it, it up. <laughs> I'm glad you brought it up this time. Um, summertime is generally a very hectic time in Donegal, as mm-hmm. we are um, seasonal. A seasonal venue. venue. So from the end of season three, the start now of season four, how is your soul? My soul has left my body. <laughs> another I only have feelings of tired and hunger. <laughs> <laughs> a simple man. <laughs> An ordinary man. An ordinary man. I, at the moment, it's good and getting better it probably changed a lot over the last few since season three because at the end of season three i was finishing the masters that i've spoken about regularly Rashi McCaff. <laughs> and was then looking for a job uh was kind of in line kind of stuff didn't really work out as i had hoped then so I was in a bit of a downer because I was in between things and luckily I was able to work in Arnold's Hotel. I had a bit of work in Huku, um, making balance boards and then I had a bit of work uh, surf instructing as well. You're essentially a serial CEO. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. 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 So consistently working but not in quotation marks here a career job um so i didn't really didn't really work out prior to the summer but then i threw myself into working for jaws teaching surf during the summer and loved it and then during the summer my soul was very happy because teaching surf is one of the best jobs one could have in my opinion uh you're such great vocabulary great crack great team uh, in the water in the sun um, it was great meeting people all the time uh, and enjoyed it and just pretty much in the summer I was doing that playing football and very chilled getting up to the cabin the odd time whenever I was free and then the summer ended and all of a sudden uh, all that work was gone it was quiet around home so for the past month or so, so we're near the end of September. Mm-hmm. So the past month or so, I've been applying and applying for jobs and being rejected. And I've had a few interviews and didn't get them. And it's a very frustrating thing. And I'm sure anyone that is applying for jobs or has gone through that process can understand that it is tedious. You could spend a full day of work on a job application, send it in and two weeks later just get an email back saying you're not successful and it's very disheartening mm-hmm. so the past month or so is kind of frustrating trying to get that and again lucky to have a bit of work with um, Jaws a bit and also with Huku but this week I have been offered a position uh-huh. uh, a job that I will speak about maybe in a later episode yeah, I don't want uh, there's right. nothing signed sealed or delivered but I know, 
But by the time this episode is out, in about a week and a half time, I should be starting my new job. So my soul is starting to get that a little bit better again. So would you say that the ripples in your pool of tranquility (laughs) (laughs) are, are starting to level out again? Yes. I think it's just that not knowing yes now you, you might laugh at just what i was just saying there but that's come from um the psychotherapist that i'm working with and if you're trying to sit with a thought or a feeling and if you imagine that inside of you is a pool of tranquility which you can picture what a pool of tranquility is like and you place the thought in there or the or the thing the event that happened and see what happens to the water and some so sometimes people struggle with like their gut feeling or struggle to understand it so a more visual person might imagine this poo of tranquility place the thought in there does the water ripple is the water calm is there a storm and then you see you can figure out how you're feeling about something mm. so now that you've been offered a job we don't know just yet if you're going to take it or not and you can't talk about it but that feeling of being offered something would you say it has still stilled the water in your pool it's just relief it's like oh i can stop all this because searching for a job is a full-time job mm-hmm. and that's not what you're not getting paid for you're not getting paid and yeah. it's you know yeah it's not much crack in it so it's just a sense of relief it's like oh, i can i can do the same amount of work now but get paid a mm-hmm. wage for it if anyone is applying for jobs at the moment because it's something that i don't really do i don't ask me how <laughs> i've managed to get through life without really having to do it um and probably because i absolutely the thought of that sounds like hell to me i don't know when's the last time i've been up a cv I'm just very lucky that I've been offered jobs without mm-hmm. needing that. Um, but at some point, I will more than likely have to do that. Um, but what advice would you have for someone who's job searching at the moment? So I know I'm in a lucky place that I'm living in an area that I can always live at home or uh financially i've had them other side jobs that i'm very lucky to have to keep me going when i need it so i was lucky that i was able to financially keep myself going because if i didn't have if it was so jaws essentially finished at the end of august and if i didn't have hooku between now and then and was kept applying like it would have been just cost me a fortune to just keep living mm-hmm. so my advice i guess is just keep going and just not take rejection personally it's easier said than done because i did get i had a couple interviews like the start of september and then a, nearly a week had passed and no word back on them and i was like i don't know if that's good is that bad and then i got rejected from the two of them on the same day after not hearing for ages that was a bit that was a bit of a low because they're exciting jobs so 
the only way I could get over that was taking a bit of time to ref- to just chill and then go back and put good time into searching again and applying again and make sure the next application was better than the last mm-hmm. and then since then I've had another three interviews uh, one rejection one offer and one I'm waiting to hear back from so that's why I haven't quite selected yet but uh, it's just persistence mm-hmm. persistence and persistence it's such, it's such a frustrating thing it's very soul destroying when you get rejected mm-hmm. so I, I suppose having done work on myself consistently over the last number of years put me in a better position than to be fair I've only really done two interviews before and got the bottle so it's the first time where I've been rejected uh, the last interview I'd done was actually three years ago this week I was in Japan and did it for the Masters that I've mentioned every podcast and that's why I've probably found it more disheartening prior to the summer because I had two three months where I didn't find anything mm-hmm. and end up working I put it to the side for the summer because I wanted to enjoy working in the surf and I knew it would be busy enough to keep me going Yeah. so it was it was fine during the summer because I could put it to the side and not think about it but then as soon as September reached I was like oh Jesus <laughs> and you had to go for them in quotation marks real real jobs real jobs um you had mentioned something there about working on yourself consistently for the last couple of years are you working on yourself at the moment in any particular way or fashion um always working on health and fitness mm-hmm. when i keep them working it prevents me having to do other things so you're at a maintenance level as such maintenance level i don't drink alcohol anymore and i think that's probably the biggest change i've seen in my self and my head a change that i've seen that no one else would ever see Mm -hmm, of course completely internal that uh yeah that's the biggest thing was alcohol not a great thing for you then never drank a huge amount as an often I never really drank that often mm-hmm. but when I did for the following week I could be pretty low mm-hmm. be tired and then just low and just I was never depressed from it but it is a depressant so just mm-hmm. low so if I was applying for these jobs and getting rejected and then went out at a weekend on the beer with the boys the girls whoever <laughs> I would really struggle to okay. deal with the rejection. Yeah. So that's what worked for me. Um, but again, that comes from managing your health at a time when you need to. You know, if I, if I was someone that was in a similar situation, you know, think to yourself, what can I do that will help my head and my soul mm-hmm. this time while doing it? Journaling, I don't do that much at the moment. Um, I meditate almost every day. Do you still meditate? Yeah almost every day what kind of meditation do you do just a guided okay 10 any some days if i'm rushing it'll just be two minutes 
but I found it better than zero minutes. From what I'm gathering here, you're also sort of saying, you know, if someone's in that position, what could I do to make my life better? It might not be um, an answer of adding things in. It might be an answer mm-hmm. of taking some things out, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not a big drinker now either. Um, but I do find that drink would really bring me down as well. Like you, what you're saying, like two or three days, like even from a physical point of view, like it, like I can still train and stuff after a night's drinking, but like my head is just not in a great place. Mm -hmm. Um, and so like, that's something that I would cut down on. I have cut down on, um, where was I going with that? Oh yeah. Just taking things out of your life to try and get you in a better position for applying for things or for Mm -hmm. doing things rather than, trying to add on to the load that maybe you already have yeah like even yesterday morning or a few mornings ago i had an interview the next day so i i was also working so I, instead of doing a run because i knew I wouldn't have had time to it was either go run or do two hours i don't run for two hours but if you go for a run by the time you get home mm-hmm. and shower and all that it was either go run or do two hours work on a presentation for a job interview so I took the runway and it's not going to make me unfit or lose mm-hmm. my health but I just had to focus on that mm-hmm. for this yeah. particular moment you know, obviously then if you keep doing that and you're doing no fitness work for that mm-hmm. then it would uh, be detrimental but just doesn't always have to you don't always have to run three times a week and yeah. gym three times a week and do your flexibility training <laughs> three times a week you don't have to do it all yeah and I think like again from like a physiological point of view like humans are hugely adaptable like we've lived through famines and recessions and we can manage it like you know so if you don't eat to the gram or you don't get your five sessions in a week or you don't get your mm-hmm. eight hours of sleep or like we're highly adaptable animals mm-hmm. and so you'll manage without a lot of those things um for quite a while you know mm-hmm. so it's a matter of priorities i suppose yeah. really you know in your priority at the moment that day was like i don't need to run today because mm-hmm. i need to do this instead yeah. your body's not going to lose any fitness in the day nor is it going to get healthy if you eat one salad <laughs> you know, I know yeah. so um just kind of takes away that black and whiteness of mm-hmm. sustainable healthy living i suppose you know we are quite adaptable we don't always need to be finishing things off to a tea um so like season three we're going to read a book yes and <laughs> not leave it like me to the last minute and listen to the audiobook yeah so i enjoyed the last series that we mentioned a book on the first episode and the last episode we discussed it yes and the meaning of it and what we discussed today about our soul i think a lot of this time we're searching for a meaning and the place that I'm going to be living in for winter mm-hmm. is this author's home city. Mm-hmm. So it was Victor Frankl. Victor Frankl. And the book is Man's Search for Meaning, which is Victor Frankl um, survived the Holocaust. Holocaust. Yeah, he was in the concentration camps and he was a psychotherapist or a psychoanalyst. I can't remember. It's been a while mm-hmm. since I've read the book. I'm going to have to reread it. Mm-hmm. But it's his... It's a, the book's kind of split in two. It's The first half is about... Or one half, I can't remember exactly. One half is about his work. 
and the second half is about the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of meaning in it. Yes. A lot. It's heavy enough. In places, um, yeah. It's quite a small book. Like you'd manage yeah. it in a week or two, I'd say. Yeah. yeah. Um, obviously, it's talking about the Holocaust and the what they went through. Um, so if it's something you're uncomfortable with or unsure of, um, just be not careful reading it, but be aware mm. that that's uh, going to be a heavy topic in it. I find a lot of meaning from it. I'm looking forward to rereading it again, but I do remember I read it. It was a friend that gave me the book and I read it and I went out and bought myself the hardback because I thought this book is so good that I want to have this on my bookshelf. Mm-hmm. Um, probably one of the best books I've ever. And now it's on my bookshelf. And now it's on your bookshelf, which I need it back before the end of season <laughs> oh, yeah, four. Back. <laughs> um, folks, we are delighted to be back. We hope you're all very happy to be listening to us again. Um, we're looking forward to season four. We've got some serious guests lined up, some great conversations. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would like to say a quick thank you to again everyone who helps us with the podcast. Um which is Sam O'Neill, who is a marketing manager. Robert Shields helps us with the music. The little brother, a.k.a. Dan Doak, <laughs> lends us the equipment that we record on. Hannah Sheridan takes her photos. Uh, we have a couple of very exciting things coming up with merchandise. And mm-hmm. and we'll put links for... We do have a Buy Me A Coffee. Yeah. Um, if anyone is interested in helping fund us to get more to not more to get equipment yeah. um and to get bits and pieces a lot of hidden costs and um, we'll also have the link for coltober in our bio yeah. and leave you with two challenges one being the book yes and two is to answer the following question and to answer truthfully to yourself and maybe even ask someone else yeah how is your soul how is your soul Peace.